From aliens to zombies and everything in between, this is Paranormal Disease. It's, grouping, like, it's like the ghost of Marley in the Christmas character. Right, 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 right. He just has lock boxes and chains, and he's bound by that which bound him in life and right, all that good right. stuff. Which makes sense, but you think, you know, if you're some supernatural <laughs> being, you would relieve yourself of all the cumbersome locks and chains. Yeah. Well, but he's cursed, right? He's cursed. He's bound by that. But that, again, you're setting up a a supposed supernatural hierarchy and how thing how spirits pass on and what holds them back to life or something tells me we're going to be getting into this yes we are as we're discussing part two of our ghost stories yes we haven't updated we haven't been around in a while everybody so hi um <laughs> we're back we're back Yay. and and in taking our brief hiatus which has just been kind of we've been busy um but we have supernatural updates to bring to you in both of our lives which Kind of just happened. Yeah. So independently of each other, yeah, really. they didn't happen uh, like with each other at all. We're in no. the same place. No, so we both have a story for you, and mm-hmm. we have to decide how we are going to go about the order of which we tell these stories. So Austin has uh, provided us a nice way of determining this. Today. We we decided to flip a coin, and I just sitting around in some of my trinkets. I have a nineteen seven or minted a nineteen seventy seven. A 1980 commemorative uh, Olympic coin from uh, the Soviet Union. So, <laughs> Did they, uh, was it Saint Petersburg they held that in? Uh, Moscow. 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 Good yes. Choice. Oh yeah. With all the crazy spires and everything of Moscow. Um, of course. No, on the okay. on the on the front side here, uh, the head side of the cityscape, there are two sailboats in the front. I don't know how much sailing they do there. I, I don't know, but I never heard of anything about the Russian naval like dominance, anything like that. Oh, if you ever heard about, oh, well, that's that's the thing though. If it's in if it's in Moscow, that's a landlocked city. Yes, it is. It's like <laughs> it's pretty much it's very centralized in Russia, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, well, it's centralized on the western western right. edge. Before, like, the wasteland. That is Siberia right. and everything else towards the Pacific, yeah. Which but, is landmass, but nobody really wants that. There's nothing it's not a whole lot to do there. No, just freeze. Yep. Um, so we should determine heads or tails. Okay. Would like to be heads or tails? This is your coin. All right, I'll go with heads. Which is the... Uh, the cityscape. The and then tails is the, is the winged or, yeah, winged symbol surrounding a globe with a hammer and sickle in it. Perfect. Great. Flip away, sir. Flip away. Here we go. Move this out of the way. Good sound. Heads. Cityscape. I'm up. Austin, let's hear about your ghostly supernatural. Let's get a ghost. Yeah, let's get a ghost story going. Okay. So, uh, recently, in the the past couple weeks, or it was almost nearly like two or three weeks ago now, my buddy had come back in from Chicago, and he was very excited about possibly going ghost hunting. He had never gone ghost hunting before. Um, He had always wanted to go. I have gone before, and so he used me as a resource. Um, <laughs> a which, safety valve. He's a safety valve. Like, I want to go ghost hunting, I'm going to choose you. Mm-hmm. I'm a terrible safety valve because I have no, like, I have no connections to get us anywhere. Right. So, <laughs> You've just done it before. I've just so. happened to go before, so it's kind of like, he's, it's pretty much like, you will, you'll be willing to go with me, so. That's going to have to that's do. That's going to have to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he gave me some options of where he would like to go. We had, um. Like, there's always a Mansfield option, but you have to pay, and all the tours were filled. Mm. And they and they closed down during September and October to do ghost hunts there. Or actually, they do a haunted house to, to raise additional money. So the actual building closes down, they do haunted houses, and the tours resume in November. And who wants to go there in November because there's no heat? And you're going to freeze. You're going to freeze overnight. So don't do that. I've yeah. done something like that, and it was awful. Um, <laughs> live and you learn. You live and you learn. Don't do that. Uh, the other one was the other, and then we got two more choices and since we're here in Ohio we wanted to keep it local uh, it was either Squire's Castle and there yep and then Top of the World um, and I talked to you about these choices and you were like well Squire's Castle you said 
Oh, here, I'll just have you tell me. <laughs> I, I shot a terrible senior project film at Squire's Castle. Yeah. Granted, it was during the day, but I spent a lot of time in this castle. There is nothing haunted about this place. There really isn't. Like, there's, it, it's, it's too open. It's, it's very sort of like tourist-laden, I want to say. It's in the middle of a park. It's in Ohio, which I'm sure most of you who are listening to this have uh, are currently residing or have once resided know that there are these things called metro parks which are city-owned public parks for mostly kids but like you know people hiking like you know nice days outside you'll go walk through the metro parks because we are cleveland we are the forest city we have lots and lots of trees and in this one park there's this castle that this i'm not even sure who it was built on the top of this hill i hope his name was squire i it might have been a squire i don't think <laughs> the castle is that old i think this guy built this place out there for seclusion Okay. So when you have like a situation like that, like yes, you have potential for psychic energy, things of that nature. I, I, I felt nothing. I've never heard of anybody seeing anything there. And I think the people that have reported just want to say that because it's a notable place that seems like it could be haunted, mm-hmm. but it's a creepy castle out in the middle it, of nowhere. It, there's not a whole lot to do there. Yeah. The castle's there, and then the rest of it is a park. So either have a picnic or be haunted. Correct. Okay. Or walk around, which you know, there's plenty of beautiful trails, but there's no ghosts out in the woods so with this glowing review (laughs) i i decided to go with the other one which was top of the world now top of the world there's so initially from the surface it has almost these it's almost the same thing that you said about squire's castle it's a park it's out in the open Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay well um at least with this we have some kind of guidelines at least we can go here legally not be reprimanded for it and Go check this out. Um, and after that, I started looking into some of the stories about it. And it's all kind of urban legend tales of this place and what it was. And you can't validate any of it. So, of course not. Of course. Because, it's, you know, it's urban legends. They get passed down. They transform over time. And who knows if any of this is true. I always point to that. Like, whenever someone like, tells me one of those legends, like, what did you hear about this? It's like, yes. You ever played the game Telephone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how fucked up these messages get and details get twisted and things get overblown and underblown and misinterpreted and by the time you actually get to the final product you're like you're getting maybe 20 percent of the actual story yeah and that's something you always take into consideration when you hear an urban legend like this is supposedly happened well what sources do you have do you have any like did that person actually exist did they exist here that was this structure here so, I mean, you have to look into a lot of it. But the basic stories you get from Top of the World are these two, like, these two or three things. Um, Top of the World is part, or is currently part of the uh, Cuyahoga National Valley. Okay. So, it's in the park. It originally wasn't part of park property. It was originally a private property um, that was donated to the park uh, upon the, uh, the deaths of the owners. And the story that kind of lingers with this is uh, on top of the world there was a house uh, and a barn up there Hmm. and supposedly what happened is a landowner um, don't know the name can't verify any of this but the legend goes that a man uh, murdered his family with an axe oh gosh and there were six of them so he took each one of the the children and his wife to a barn and buried them in the barn after he killed them oh Lord. And then he went to the seventh barn, which is the barn at top of the world, where he committed suicide. Okay, see, the, the setup you have there is much more haunting-centric than anything that ever occurred at Squire's Castle. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, like, right there. That sets you up like, man, that has to be haunted. Someone yeah. wouldn't kill themselves on the property. Before, right after murdering his whole family, family. with an axe. Like, yes. If that doesn't cause a haunting, nothing will. I mean, it doesn't cause a haunting if it never happened. Well, that's true. <laughs> did, did it not happen? We don't know. We don't know. That's just a story. That's, that's a story. That sounds like a lot of other stories I've heard and a lot yeah. of movie plots that I have seen. Yeah. So you have that. The other thing is the house that was on this area of top of the or called top of the world. There used to be a house along with the barn. The house uh, was supposedly a site of satanic worship and the satanic rituals. That'll get you haunted. That'll get you haunted. Uh, haunted real quick, too. Oh, yeah. And By hard. nothing friendly. Oh, mm-hmm. Haunted hard. Haunted hard. <laughs> that accent, that was... I don't know what that, that was. That was from Sling Blade. 
down and hard real quick. Yes, sir. French front taters. Thank you. What was that? <laughs> he said that a lot in that movie, if I remember. That was. Like, oh, yeah, I heard him say "haunting hard" very often. <laughs> French fried potatoes. <laughs> he loved French fried potatoes. I don't know why. But I, I guess I do too. That's why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there was supposedly satanic worship in the house. Mm. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. There's a house up there. I don't know if we can get into it. And then reading down on the website I was on, I was like, oh, the house was demolished. Like. Back in like 2003, 2005. So this website has existed forever. Right, and you're only a decade late on the house. That's all right. (laughs) So, like, okay, there's no house. The barn's still there. We got a barn. Right. Okay. Possible burial site for six uh, murdered people. No, this is the the barn where the men uh, committed suicide. Oh, the men committed suicide. Okay, I can say So, but... So we have supposed satanic worship, um, we have a suicide location, and the glass... <laughs> and a coin. I gotta stop playing with the coin. <laughs> I'm stopping with the coin. But the, um, the other reports are, so when they see a shadow figure roaming around up here. Ooh. So the shadow figure is supposedly the, the spirit of the man who killed himself, or, and again this, a wendigo. Oh boy! Yeah, need to talk about Wendigos for the first time. Yes, Wendigo. Uh, so if anyone doesn't know what a Wendigo is, Wendigo is a well. It makes no sense no, in it this doesn't. contest. But we're gonna put that aside, like most okay. things we do in this show. So, like, so I haven't researched Wendigos in a while, so we'll let the bear with me on this. But they think this this shadow figure is a Wendigo, but a Wendigo isn't like it's not a spirit. No, it's like a half-man, half-beast creature. Like you're possessed by something. Right, or like... Um, this it, is just supposedly a shadow figure. It's like a big shadow figure that chases people off top of the world. Right, and like Wendigos have uh, recently come back in popular culture. Um, there's a new PS4 game called Before Dawn, mm. where um, a bunch of kids go to a cabin, and they, beco- they're, they're, they become Wendigos after... First they survive a supposed serial killer... And then once that passes, one of their friends actually becomes a Wendigo and begins attacking them. So like it goes from like, oh shit, this is pretty bad, to holy crap, there's like... We're not prepared yeah, for this. Not at all. But it's it's really like how, how they typically are shown as like half man or woman, half uh, animal. Like a deer or like a, not like a, a typical forest creature, mm-hmm. but in sort of like a zombified fashion. And they're always associated with cannibalism. They Great. eat people. Great. So... Um, so the thing that people report on top of the world isn't really a Wendigo. No. If, okay, using really... Wendigo spirit, I suppose. That's getting off That's specific. weird. Yeah, that's getting very specific. So let's assume it's not a Wendigo, because it doesn't match up. They they also say it could be the, the soul of the man who killed his family, or it could be the, like, a, a Native American spirit protecting the mountain. I just wanted to say that I saw Wendigo used, and I think it was used incorrectly. Probably. Um... Okay, so this is our setup. Boom. We have this to go on. Okay, so one evening, um, my buddy Adam and I decide we are going out there when he comes home. And we do. It was a Sunday night. So we end up, uh, I end up picking him up and we end up heading out there. And we take the, some of the back roads through the Cuyahoga National Forest to this place. Now, it took us a little while because when we're driving through winding roads at night through the Cuyahoga National Valley... Easy um, to get lost. Easy to get lost. Uh, the drive itself is spooky because it's. I mean, there's no lights, so yeah. It, the drive itself is creepy. It's, it starts setting you up for being afraid. Right. It, it does its job. It, I'm sure it does because when you're just relying on the lights from your headlights, and how late is it when you guys are going out there? Um, at this point, it was probably we were out there at eight o'clock, but it was already it, like sundown. Sun's already down. It's not like peak darkness or anything, but it's it's dark. Well, it also was was difficult and this is what makes this experience uh even worse uh if you hear noise in the background that's a cat jumping into a box austin's cat specter jumping in and out of his little home which is adorable but (laughs) ruining our podcast specter thank you oh he's an asshole he does not care (laughs) but um so we head out there and it was tough to find because i'm used to the metro parks around here like having signs like hey here's a here's a park location you can go to we end up driving past it. We end up turning around, driving past it again, going to where the trailhead's supposed to be, deciding, hey, are we going to walk the trail to find top of the world through the dark woods? That would have been 
terrifying. That would have been terrifying. And we decided not to do that. Also because there was one car also in the parking lot. And there was another person there. There was another person, not top of the world, but in this trailhead, and we didn't know what that person was doing. Oh, my. So we were just like, <laughs> well, he's probably off masturbating in the woods somewhere. Or something equivalent. Or but the, the point is, you guys are already pretty spooked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lone man masturbating. It's terrifying. I mean, but, uh, this it is, always is. <laughs> always. But, but we were like, okay, let's give it one more chance. So we end up, we go, we go back to top of the world, or we go back up the uh, West Bath Road, and we're looking for the address. And we end up finding it. And there's two dirt roads. There's an exit and there's an entrance. And they're not marked with any signs. There's an address marker. And that's it. And it's not very big. So Ooh. finding it was a pain in the ass. That And it's also along this stretch of road. There's also houses. So we thought it was a, an actual driveway at first. So we were kind of hesitant about going back there. And all the ro- driveways in the area are really long and winding into the woods. So you can't see the houses from the road. Right. So, like, okay, fine, we're going. So we drove up the, we drove up, you drive up this dirt path. I guess you picked the right one. We picked time. the right one. <laughs> so you drive up this dirt path, up this hill, you eventually, uh, it levels off, you, to your right immediately in this clearing is the barn. It's right there, plain as day. Uh, to your left, you hook around, and there's a little parking area, and there's more, like, kind of tall grass and stuff where raptors can hide. Mm-hmm. Up there by the sure. parking area. Clever girls. Clever girls. <laughs> and there, and that's up there, and there's a little, couple little seating areas. Um, and yeah, so we pull up, we park, um, and we hop out of the car. So we end up, I mean, we don't really have any ghost hunting equipment. No. I mean. Why would you? Why would we? All you uh, do is host a podcast about paranormal activity. <laughs> hey. I do. <laughs> <laughs> The most uh, ghostly equipment we have is this laptop and this microphone that we use to record this. How does your voice travel from here into this box? We uh, also... Spirits. um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, also, like, the thing is that when people claim that they're using ghost hunting equipment, they're typically just misusing equipment intended for other things. So, honestly, you're about just as well equipped... To, to look for ghosts with nothing as you are with the stuff that you would have, you know, prospectively yeah. brought with you. And we already we already made fun of misusing science equipment in one of our outros, so I didn't want to be the guy to go out and We just... can't turn around and immediately do that. We can, we, let's wait until we have disposable income and buy the stuff, and then we can do it. Look, I, I bought this, uh, I bought this, like, air thermometer and a, oh, what's the one thing they use? An EMF reader. Sure. Let's go, let's go figure it out. You might as well buy a plastic proton pack. Like a fake Ghostbusters, like, Halloween costume. I have a, I have a proton pack and a spoon. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to eat the ghost. Eat the ghost. <laughs> but, so we get out of the car. We have our we have flashlights. Uh, I took my GoPro with me, which is terrible in low light. I, I had a feeling. Yeah, it's not very good. So we were, um, so I took it out there. I was trying to take some pictures. What also made it really terrifying, I shouldn't say, I wasn't really freaked out a whole lot, but what added to the... The spooky ambience of the area is the the moon was not like it was a sliver. Oh man! So you don't even have the moonlight in your favor. No, we had starlight, overcast, and the moon was a sliver. So it was it was dark yeah. out there. Oof. So we were out there, and we we're kind of we we're kind of looking around, checking out the barn. Uh, we were kind of I think both of us were hesitant to get too close to the tree line when we were up there. Mostly, we just. Like I'm not familiar with the area and what wildlife's around there, especially at night when you can't see. I wasn't. I didn't want to s- step wrong, injure myself, or possibly get mauled by something. Right, you're treading lightly. I'm treading lightly, so I'm out. I'm out in this field near the barn. Um, we both we both end up a couple times. We hear what we think are strange sounds. The one to me sounded metallic, which I thought was very weird. Hmm. Um, my buddy Adam thought he saw he heard what sounded like uh, a horse neigh. From the barn, or the ghost sound horse. ghost horse, or like the sound of what he thought might be like a horse bridle, or something oh, like that. Okay. Um, but we ended up what? So we were up there for we weren't up there very long because this ended up happening, and it freaked. It was kind of weird. It freaked him out a lot, and that was um, we were both standing there, and we ended up hearing what sounded like a like a deep exhale. Ooh. Yeah, it was... That's unsettling. Yeah, it was a deep exhale. And that only happened once. It happened a couple times. Ooh. From, like, the tree line. Okay. So, you end up hearing, like, this deep, guttural exhale. Like a... <sighs> kind of sound. Yeah. And, again, it's dark. There's no moonlight. And... 
You're hearing breathing sounds. I'm hearing it sounds like a really heavy breathing sound. And I'm trying to distinguish what it could be. I'm trying to think, am I misinterpreting like the sound of a car in the distance, an engine, something? Because I, I don't know the area that well. I don't know what trails are back there, if there's a road back there. Does the road behind us wrap around in that direction eventually? So I was kind of like, okay. But my buddy was kind of freaked out. And he's like, we should go. And I was like, okay. This is why you came here. You I, came I was also kind of like, this, this kind of came here. But I get the feeling of feeling kind of threatened a little bit. Like, if that is a wild animal of some kind, like, we're not really equipped to deal with it. No. You didn't have anything. No, we had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but was he more worried about it being um, a wild animal or something, like, potentially threatening? Or was did he think it was a ghost? And the idea of that being there was just like, okay, no, more than I bargained for. No, I don't think, I don't think, he did not think it was, I don't think he believed it was supernatural. I think we both agreed it was, because we talked about this in the car ride back. I think we both agreed it was something, like, it was a natural source. Okay. I think we, he was just kind of like, I don't know if he didn't expect it, or if he was worried about the fact, like, there's, like, feeling threatened in the terms of, our lives could be in danger if this is a wild animal. There's only two of us up here. And we really have nothing to defend ourselves with. Mm. I was uh, pretty much just laying prone at that point. Yeah. So, uh, freaked out we ended up, or so, we went back to the car. We hung out for a moment up there. We were going to listen. He was trying to uh, record, but his iPhone doesn't have a very good microphone on it. It's a phone. It's a phone. So, again, we had, we had top-of-the-line ghost hunting equipment. And one GoPro and one, one iPhone. Pro. We captured no pictures and caught no sound. Mm. Great. Mm. Yep. Lots uh, of evidence. Lots of Just evidence. as much evidence as most ghost stories, though, as yep. far as that goes. So we ended up so we drove home and that was our top of the world experience. We ended up following up by going out another night. Moon was out this time. Um, didn't have any trouble finding it. But the second time we went up there, nothing strange. Nothing at all. Heard a coyote in the distance. That's not that strange. No, it's not. <laughs> so overall, Top of the world. I mean, the some of the stories I've read that are associated with it, like those the initial ones that are kind of linked to it with mm-hmm. its past and the murder and the Wendigo and satanic worship at a house that no longer exists there. Um, there's also things like, like I want to quote uh, whoever. If you have a chance, pick up one of the weird state books, like Weird America or Weird Ohio in this instance, because mm-hmm. there's a really there's a really good story in here. I th- I say really good because I think it's funny. Um, so quoting out of the book, uh, one night our friend Debbie's car was tossed from the road. It was in our friend, uh, I was in our friend Chris's van watching as something large and black plowed into the side and lifted it. Then watched as something on the other side threw the car back onto the road. Later, as we returned to our friend's house, we inspected the large den on the side and there is no way it could have been a tree or rock that had done it. You know what? I agree. But not knowing the age of these kids, it's more than likely that they ended up da- damaging their car or a car that their parent was paying for. And blamed it on, on a ghost. <laughs> it would have been more believable if they had said that a tree jumped out of the forest and bit the car. <laughs> tree bites happen a lot. Oh my god. But I think... I think that made into the Weird Ohio book? It's part of the Weird Ohio book. You know what, that just shows me right there that they're really reaching for any story about this place. I mean, it's it's an urban legend kind of place. The area is spooky if you go up there at night. And that's the nice thing if you want to go check out a haunted place. This place is open until 11 p.m. Yeah. year-round. So you can go up there uh, in the fall or early spring, probably not in the winter when you don't want to freeze to death. But when the days are short, you can get up there probably from, you know, 6 or 7 o'clock. You have... You know, you have a few hours of ghost hunt. You have a few hours of ghost hunt and hang out, and it's you know it's a nice area up there. No one's both times we went up there in the evening, no one was up there. Mm-hmm. So and the valley's a nice place too. Yeah. I like it down there. So I'd say more likely urban legend and stories blown out of proportion or lies told based on other stories people have heard right, rather because, than actual haunting. Because those things that you mentioned are all very juicy, very interesting things. Oh yeah, they just yeah. grab it. You oh, just want to believe something. Well, because, well you're, you're, you're like grabbing at like the gambit of like weird psychoactive scenario, scenarios where you've got the satanic worship. You got the murder, and even better, the cherry on top is the suicide on top of the murder. Mm. Same guy. 
That just that sounds like a horror movie. And to all the knowledge, or and when I say knowledge, this is like Hollywood version, like knowledge of ghosts or what we're supposed to believe. Yeah, we don't know if any of those things will actually cause ghosts. No, we don't know if ghosts are real. No, we don't. So there's no reason why a suicide or a murder might make something haunted. The the thing that like I, that. I think people attach to that is that like there is that as you said the Hollywood sort of stigma behind it and that those are traumatic and violent and unfinished business worthy scenarios those are things that like let's say you were like one of the, like your parent your father went around like murdering the rest of your family and you were the one who got away mm-hmm. that would stick with you for the rest of your life that would alter any course of life that you planned on having after that. Mm-hmm. So the logical way of thinking of that is when you die, it's going to alter your afterlife, should there be one. <laughs> I love how... I like, love contingent. When, I love when we, whenever we talk about it, we always like, should there be one? Right. Or we always... I like... And I like that. We're always like, well, this would possibly influence this if this were a thing. Right. But the, the, the thing is that... When, when people go into the paranormal entertainment business, that niche market, <laughs> please stop laughing go at me. paranormal <laughs> entertainment market. Please explain Boom. if that's not what we're doing right now. It is. I've never heard it worded like that. Neither it's have funny. I. This is just me talking to you and anyone who cares to listen. But, that, you. but that's the thing is most of these people implicitly believe these things. And they're bringing in the other people that also implicitly believe them. They hold these beliefs there, like, in their minds already, and they're looking for validation. They're looking for some... It's not even just... I wanted to say evidence. I had to stop myself because it's not evidence. They're looking for reasons. They're looking for stories. They're looking for accounts. And they don't really need it, any of it verified. They just need to, like, know that, like, somebody else agrees with them. I think this is haunted. I've had a haunted experience... You're not going to question it. You're just going to want to be like, tell me about it. I want it here so I can tell you my yeah. ghost story. Yeah. Whereas... If you have a ghost yeah. story, you want to find other people with ghost stories, and then you build something off of that. You want to find someone that relates to you, because you don't... You're. I understand, like, if you had a weird experience, you don't want to, you don't want to tell somebody who completely disavows it and be like, you're nuts. Exactly. The same way that, you know, there are 35-year-old men who love My Little Pony, and now there's an entire community of bronies, as they're called. that, bronies, yep. It's something that I've found on the internet. There's... It's a thing. It's a thing. Dude, the brony con's a real thing. They had... (laughs) (laughs) The guy who played um, Q... uh, What is his name? John Delancey. Yeah. From uh, Star Trek. They got him to speak at the last brony con. I know. I don't... Don't ask me why I know this. Actually, I think I was researching John Delancey. I was was watching the second season of Breaking Bad again. He's uh, uh, Jesse's love interest, father and landlord. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah, so like it's it's like a culturally relevant thing. But the point is, there are these people that have these strange interests and strange experiences and strange ways of looking at life, and we're social beings, and we want to we find the people that share those beliefs have those same sort of feelings towards something you want to bring them close mm-hmm. so you're weird like me come here let me embrace you we can all get together and be weird together and validate each other and feel a little less weird these un, the unapologetically normal people can just never understand us because we have each other that's right Zach we do have each other yes we do you and I and by the way I'd like to point out that your two cats are on the other couch right now they're snuggling in the cutest way I've ever seen in my life. They've been licking each other. It's one of the most distracting goddamn thing I've ever done on this podcast. So I'm going to attempt to not look at your adorable cats right now and tell my ghost story, which I do not have an explanation for at all. All right. Well, let's dig into that a little bit. Okay. So set this scenario, which is going to sound lonely, but I chose to do this. It was well, that, a, but that yeah. that adds to it a little bit. I mean, this is this is a personal. I mean, it's your personal experience, but mm-hmm. but it's when immediately when you say that you're alone, it you throw out you kind of throw out some of the possibilities of you know asking like someone who's with you possibly doing something that you misconstrue for being strange, right? But. I, I chose to be alone this evening because I wanted to be. I wanted to uh, I wanted to hang out by myself, just spend a little bit of me time because, you know, 
I like that. <laughs> but it was um it was a Saturday night. I had chosen to just stay at home and um relax by myself. And uh, I sort of have to describe the way my apartment is set up. I have a pretty strange apartment where it's it's a shotgun apartment, which if anybody doesn't know what that means, there's one long hallway that goes from the front door all the way down to the end of the apartment, which is the kitchen. And so then in that hallway, there's the living room initially, and then you walk down the hallway, and then there's the bedroom area. You continue walking down it, and there's the kitchen and the bathroom. And in front of my kitchen, there is a door that I can choose to have open or closed, which I typically keep closed because the window in there is drafty. Uh, it's just it's easier to just keep it closed, and I typically do. So I was just hanging out. I uh, was watching TV, just kind of like chilling on my bed, checking on my phone and stuff. And I got up to, to get a drink, and I turned towards the door that led to the kitchen, and I saw a shadow move across it. Mm-hmm. There's no light source behind me other than just the ambient like lighting of my computer screen, which was turned away from me on my bed. There are no lights really on the outside of my apartment. There are some street lights off, like to the left, several feet away. Not to mention far above my um, the level of where I live. I live on the technically the third floor. Mm-hmm. The first floor of the building is a restaurant, jazz club, and then I live on the second floor of the apartments. So yeah. I'm three floors. I'm on the third story. Mm-hmm. Where, so that to me ruled out headlights because. Okay. I, as soon as this happened, I, I texted you and I was like, so I saw something and it's mm-hmm. fucking with me and it's weird. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is. So I, I need someone to, yeah, and we to started, bounce off. And you started giving scenarios too. You were asking, like, could have been this, could it have been this, could it have been this. And we've, we've discussed this a few times and we're going to do it again. But I, I do not have a way of explaining how this shadow was cast. And if it was cast, how it was able to move across... Because this thing really startled me. Like, I stopped and I, I jumped backwards and I screamed out, what the fuck? <laughs> like, my neighbors probably heard me. But there was, it was just complete silence, like, after that, too. There was no sound made. It was just mm-hmm. one quick movement across. It was a dark shadow across a white door. Okay, so let's, so let's dig into this a little bit more, then. So, when you say it's a shadow moving across the door. Mm-hmm. So, and when you say that nothing else, like, you had a reaction to it. I did. But preceding you seeing the shadow, and I think you've explained this before, there was no, there's no, there was no feeling, a strange feeling of any kind. No. There was no, there's no auditory anomaly. No. Didn't no, hear a thing. Didn't hear a thing. Nor, and as you said, there was no, after your reaction to it, you did not hear anything else. No. Just my heart, like, pounding in my chest okay. because I was terrified. Okay. So, and, let's... Let's also do this. So as you were looking at the shadow, okay. or as you saw the shadow, it, you said it moved left to right? It did move left to right. Okay, so left to right. So this would have been the interior, this would have been the wall of your bedroom mm-hmm. with the door closed. So it moved left to right. Right. Okay. So so it goes left to right. I'm just trying to picture, like, if something's walking in front of a light source, mm-hmm. like, how far along the wall did it move along the right side? Was it just kind of a flicker, like a fleeting thing, or did it, was, it... it was like it was the length of the door, which isn't very long, but it was. It wasn't like it started on the wall and went across it. It was on the door, and it was just like it didn't even look like a person per se. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like really anything like that. It was just like a vertically like cast shape. Mm-hmm. It definitely was not me because if it had been my shadow. First of all, I think I would have recognized my own shadow. I've seen it quite a few times. I have distinctive tall hair. I know about how hot, like how tall I am, what it would have looked like had I done that. But it didn't look like a person. It was sort of like a shift, like shapeless sort of like thing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see it immediately think that's a person. Because if I thought there was like a shadow of a person behind me, I would have turned behind me yeah. and thought there's someone in my place behind me. Mm-hmm. Which would have been weird because it's pretty much against... It was started, like, against the wall of, like, the hallway, the, the shotgun hallway, mm-hmm. and then moved, like, across it to where the bathroom is. So my next uh, inkling was, look inside the bathroom. This took a, a moment because I had to, like, collect myself. I was terrified. I was, was really scared. And then I'm like, thinking to myself, like, why am I so scared of this? Like, I'm interested in this stuff. 
but it's in my house, I think. Yeah, when it starts getting right. into where you dwell. Right. So it adds something. So I flick on the light in the bathroom, and my first thing is, do I look in the shower, or do I look into the mirror? Because both of these things are seem terrifying. <laughs> I, I, I pull back the shower curtain, there's nothing. It's just, it's just my bathtub and shower area, there's nothing. So I turn around very slowly and i look in my mirror and it's my big own ugly face and that's it there's nothing else there i even opened up the cabinet behind the mirror to see if there was anything like strange or moved in there everything appeared to be exactly how i left it. okay there was so, nothing strange all right so so again the so sound moves left to right and if it had moved left to right it would have went it would, the only place it could have gone was into the into the bathroom area or perhaps into the kitchen, which is the next place I checked. Once but, again, but the door nothing. was closed. The door was closed, but this is a shadow figure. And who's to say that it has to, like, you know, bend to the, the rules well, of, like, physicality? Fair. I'm just trying, to, like, yeah. I'm trying, well, I'm, I'm breaking this down. Like, yeah. say something was cast, casting the shadow. Mm-hmm. It would have had to, like, it would have gone along the wall, shifted along the wall, and moved. Right. Did it do any of those things? I only saw it on the kitchen door. That's it. Which but, makes it, it makes it... Well, because that, that's the only, like, real perspective I allowed myself to have. I saw it as I was approaching the hallway. Yeah. And then once I approached the hallway and saw it, I jumped back. Mm-hmm. I didn't immediately dive forward oh, to no, see you where it got. Oh, no, you stepped back. I stepped back, and by the time I went there, like, back to where it was, it was gone. Huh. So I did. So I saw where it began, where I saw it end, and then I checked the places where it looked like it had ended moving. Okay. All right. So let's... let's Try to think of other options. Then. Okay. All right. So we've discussed this before, but we'll re- we'll go over them. Mm-hmm. Window situation in your apartment. Uh, there's not a whole lot of them. There's not. There are exactly two windows. One was behind the closed door of the kitchen. Okay. Which, impossible, because the door's closed, and it wouldn't have... Ca- even if it had, like, the light source wouldn't have been behind me. Other one is the living room down the hallway, mm-hmm. where the curtains were drawn, yeah. and there is not a light source... It could have been high enough to cast through there. Well, uh, the yeah. other thing, too, here. Yeah. So let's say there is a light source, like, that high, like, on a yeah. lamppost somewhere on another building. Okay. What, like, it had to be it had to be bright enough and focused enough where you could see a shadow move in front of it. Right. It had to have been already casting light into the apartment, and then something would have had to have moved in front, front of, of it. Yes. So something, like, a light three stories up mm-hmm. would have had, had something move in front of it and block it. And the light would have been strong enough and focused enough to be peering down the hallway of your apartment. Correct. Okay. And the only light sources out there, as I said before, are street lights, which aren't very focused. No. The whole point of them is to flood light downward, downward at the parking lot, lot that is behind the building yeah. I live in. Yeah. So we'll rule those out. Like, right. I don't think, and that and you have the curtain strong, I don't think there's a light source shining in there to cast something. No. Um... I can't, and if the the blinds are drawn, I can't see if a car was, even if a car had come up a hill, like if there was a hill near there and it pointed which, the lights up into the window. Which there isn't. Which there's not. <laughs> um, like that would happen, especially because that, that would have happened on a regular occurrence. You'd see something like that often. Right. Especially like being at my place at night and then... I think also I would have seen the light, like, let's say, that would have been an additional light source. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I would have seen the extra light and then the shadow cast as a result of that. The light did not differentiate. It was the same low lighting. It was as if there was already low light, and then for a brief moment across this door, there was less light in this place, and it just it looked like a shadow. Very strange. It's it's extremely strange because I do not really believe in these things. We make this abundantly clear when I talk about these things that there's always an explanation for this. I have nothing mm-hmm. for this, and I'm not going around telling people oh, I saw a ghost. I saw something that I couldn't explain that freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, just because I don't know what it is. Yeah, and you don't know. Not only do you not know what it is, you don't know how it got there, why it was there, or like if it's going to happen again. Right, but that's the thing is I've never felt. Anything in my apartment yeah. ever? I've spent Any- a lot of time. I've lived there for over a year and a half now. I've never heard of 
anything happening in that building. Mm-hmm. We have a high turnover rate of people that just because there's no lease in the apartment, it's kind of like a, it's a cheap and transient place where a lot of people come and go. A lot of students that go to the school that I live near, Case Western, yeah. a lot of kids stay there. There was one guy who was there for 10 years who I would have loved to ask about this because he's a crazy person and I'm sure, oh yeah, so he goes all the time. That's probably just because you want to have an interesting conversation with me. Mm-hmm. But as far as I know... No one has ever told me of seeing or feeling anything strange in this building. I haven't really looked into the history of it. Maybe I'll, I'll cue that up right now and look at it to see if like, there's anything weird that happened in the building. But I doubt it. I really don't think <laughs> anything strange happened in my apartment building. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't, like, if there was no other, usually because you get a feeling about it before it happens. Like, when you hear people talk about ghostly encounters they have. It's usually not just that you see something. There's also something else, especially like if something's that close. You feel temperature differential. You feel like a There's, charge in the air, right. a sound, a knock. But if you haven't experienced anything weird and all of a sudden this one thing happens, that's very bizarre. Yeah, and it, it's an isolated thing, mm-hmm. which, which always just leads me to believe that like there's got to be something. There's There's got to be, like, you know... A way to rationalize or explain this that I'm just not thinking of. Mm-hmm. All I know is that if someone else had been in my apartment and had been in the same scenario as me, I'm inclined to believe that they would have immediately pointed and said, Ghost! My apartment is haunted! Holy crap! What do I do? I should get... Uh, what was that couple's name? The, uh, the the two famous people who go oh. around uh, doing like the haunting the the, uh, the movie The Conjuring was about that. they also did the um, Amityville house right did I think they were involved in some um... they did a whole bunch of stuff right, right I forget right. their names though uh, the Warrens Lorraine mm-hmm. and Edward Warren yeah they were uh, very famous uh, ghost hunters paranormal investigators really uh kind of ahead of their time they uh they were very active in the 70s and mm-hmm. thought there was like a huge ghost hunting community back then no no it was it was less accepted back then than it is now where it's now been popularized and mainstream and i, I think like i don't think the amount of people who believe in it has necessarily like exponentially increased i think that just people are more open to discussing it mm-hmm. and people have been uh, accepting it as a form of entertainment, as we alluded to before. Yes, paranormal entertainment. Yeah. Uh, paranormal entertainment company, PEC. We should start that. We're starting that. Of course. It's <laughs> <laughs> another way for us to just rake in the bucko bills, right? Austin? As we're doing now. Right. <laughs> in our piddly little podcast, which I hope you're listening to and I'm feeling. Please sponsor no. us. Yeah, but, and that, that's the thing is like, you know, I, I would love, if there was some way to draw a spirit out of my apartment, I would love to do it. I would love to conjure something and get some sort of evidence of it. You know what would be also fun? To, because we were talking about this, we discussed this briefly of taking people to a, like, telling them that this place is absolutely haunted, 100% haunted, here are some fabricated experiences people had, Mm -hmm. putting them in the setting and seeing if they actually have anything, versus taking people to... A location saying this place isn't haunted. There's never been a weird experience before. It's just kind of an old building. Yeah, it's just kind of a creepy looking place. Yeah, and putting them in there when it actually is supposedly haunted and seeing what experiences they have and seeing if any of these things are actually like mentally induced, like environmental like stimuli. Also, and you could you could um, do not not just like the situation, but the person too, Mm -hmm. like a survey of person. Like, do you believe in ghosts? Some people definitively yes. Ask them, have you ever seen a ghost? Definitively, yes or no. And then, the converse, too. Put the person who doesn't believe in ghosts and has never thought to have seen one into the most haunted situation you can possibly imagine. I don't know how you measure that. Or just There's a complete... No there is no way. Or just a place, <laughs> a place with a lot of reported hauntings. Yes, yeah. a, so a widely known haunted location. Right. Like, And I've been to some highly known haunted locations myself, as I know you have as well. Mm-hmm. I never felt anything. No. I went to a, uh, a great restaurant called Pugin's Porch in South Carolina. It's delicious, but supposedly the place is just haunted as fuck. Like, it's, it's Charleston, which yeah. is... It's the lowlands. Mm-hmm. A lot of ghostly activity there, so to speak. We went on a ghost walk there. My dad and I did, and it was so boring and stupid that we got into a cab and left. 
It's a song <laughs> that was really highly recommended to us. Like, oh, it's going to be so scary. Oh, no, they no. Boy. You walk around and, and they, they tell, tell you stories. stories, and they have actors, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's it. Yep, that's all it was. Yeah, that's so fun. I went back to the hotel and slept like a baby. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Startled out of your wits. We were laughing the whole time. Like we, you know, we weren't like mad or anything. It was it was like a funny thing, like for both of us to enjoy because my dad and I like we we've done some strange things together. Like we like you know like doing fun things, mm-hmm. especially if we're on vacation. Like you now, why the hell not? But you yeah. know, I, I know for a fact he does not believe in anything paranormal. He's like he's a skeptic a lot like I am. I'm a little bit more open to the possibility of these things. Whereas mm-hmm. I'll give them a shot if shown evidence or don't worry, Zach. Reasonably. As we as we get older and we keep doing this, we'll eventually get jaded enough to say no. Right. Enough is enough. Yeah, enough is enough already. <laughs> Until you bring me fucking something, I'm putting my foot down and saying no. No, Zach Bagans. No. <laughs> enough of this crap. Oh, he's on tonight. Oh, is he? Is it recording? We should watch that one. We're uh, it's on at nine. Oh, so, okay. We could watch it live if we wanted to. Probably will. Yeah, he's got a lot more. He's got a lot more viewers than us. <laughs> For now. For now, Bagans. <laughs> you win this round, and possibly twenty to thirty more rounds after this. But one day, he, he's been very successful. He like, has been by using like the um, blow everything out of proportion technique. There's probably a more eloquent way of saying that. I think but, it was beautifully put. I, I just I think that they go into these situations, they find creepy looking places with people, owners of these buildings, who would love to have their locations put on television. Any sort of publicity for these places. Mm-hmm. And just, you've got these guys that are with him that are so willing to shit their pants and act really weird at the first sign of anything strange happening. Mm-hmm. In a dark creepy looking unkempt room in a abandoned or boarded up building that isn't being used anymore mm-hmm. like some, sometimes it makes you think it's like a sham it's like well this property is dilapidated and we can't really use it for any practical purpose like residential or commercial yeah i'll well, just why? why why won't you use it anymore it's haunted you know why the upkeep on a haunted place is fucking nothing it is nothing. It's nothing. You want it's, it to look decrepit. You want it to look unkempt. You want it to be creepy and strange. You're giving out my business model. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that anybody who puts one iota of thought into this can figure it out. But I, a lot of people don't put one iota of thought into it, which is why I have this great business plan that I'm willing to share <laughs> with you off microphone. Right. right we shut it off. We'll talk about that. We'll put it right next to the UFO boat bus that we're still trying to put hey, together. That's at the top of the list right now. That has to do with nothing actually paranormal. It ha- it relates to aliens, but it requires zero aliens. It requires zero for them to be there. If you get one there, perfect. Right, but the thing is, like, with a haunted place, typically you're going to want some haunted shit to happen, or you're going to feel shortchanged, or you're just going to say, this place isn't actually haunted. Huh. Whereas if you go into it and you say, oh my god, I saw this, I felt this, it's weird, I think I might have taken something oh, yeah. with me, away from it, everybody's going to like... The people who are into this stuff, like, their heads start, like, vibrating. You can, like, see the excitement in their eyes when you mm-hmm. tell them about it. Yeah, and especially if you go in there with a group of people and... Group hysteria. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get one person thinking they hear something. Next thing you know, the ball starts rolling. Everyone thinks they hear or see something. They come out there with a weird story. And your senses are heightened at that point. Your adrenaline starts pumping, you mm-hmm. know, like, in any weird little sound. Building shifting. A, a draft. A mouse running across the floor. Like a loud ass mouse. Well, they could be pushing, you know, carts. debris, <laughs> shopping carts. carts. They're crashing go karts into each other. They have little mouse helmets. <laughs> that's what mice do, as far as I'm aware. That's what. Show more, me they don't. That's one of the more adorable images <laughs> we've had. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what I got. I, I don't have an explanation for what happened in my place, but just a weird experience. It was really weird, and I. I'm, I'm going to go back there tonight, and I'm going to fall asleep, and it's not going to be a problem. I know, because no. it's, it's my home, and I've never once felt unsafe in my home. As you shouldn't. I know, but it's... I'm, and I'm, I just I just keep hoping more weird stuff keeps happening to us as we keep talking about it. Right. Because that, I, in, its, that in, in and of itself is weird. Do you think that, like, a spirit would want to show itself to someone who is more susceptible versus a skeptic? 
Or don't you think... I don't, that they, don't I you think, think there's a scapegoat. Right, exactly. <laughs> and the thing is that, like, wouldn't... Like, if you were a spirit... Let's say you or I had kicked a bucket and were a ghost. And I'm hanging out. Right, and I'm just hanging out. I would... The person I want to show myself to the most is the skeptical one. The one who's like, no, ghosts don't exist. Give them something definitive. Yeah. Like, like sort of like me. Someone who's like, probably not, but I'll think about it if I see something. If I'm a ghost, I'm showing myself to that guy. Well, it also depends... I mean, what's your afterlife motive? To prove skeptics right or I, wrong? I mean... We, we have to speculate again. Because, okay... The, no, because some of this is there, fact. Yeah. Right, we're, we're, we're coming back to this again. To the, the whole like Hollywood sort of way of looking at it. And the, the most common denominator for ghostly apparitions is this idea of unfinished business. Casper oh, put it beautifully, too. Right, exactly. He did. He was. He's just the friendliest of ghosts. And that was in that was in the movie too. The uh, whoever with Christina Ricci and who, I forget who plays her father. Uh, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. And that's what his whole his whole ghost investigator's motive was: unfinished business. Right, because his uh, late wife died, mm-hmm. and he dedicated his life to uh, basically trying to communicate with her. So he like was uh, not globe trotting, but sort of like country trotting, searching with his poor daughter. Who could never like get her social life off the ground because every couple of weeks he was picking up and moving them around in his weird station wagon, which begs the question: A, how is that legal? B, how is he making any money? Because he was just like universally like accepted as a quack. Like no one really took that guy seriously. People paid him money as long as you can get the other quacks to pay him money. Yeah. You know, but hey, you know what, Zach? It was good catching up with you about this. And it was good. It's cathartic. Yes. And you know what? We hadn't done this in a while, so we hope you all enjoyed it as well. Yeah. We we hope you enjoyed these uh, these sort of like free-form things where we clearly haven't done any research and just like talking about the weird stuff. Yeah. It's great. And... And this is this is on the precursor of some hopefully format changes we're going to introduce with yeah. some other stuff. So I think so. Good things are coming, people. Absolutely. Um, or if you if you hadn't noticed, the good things were already here. But yeah, they're, they're just they're going to get better. <laughs> I, th- I think one of the things we should do is uh, at, at the end of the shows we should uh, discuss what we're going to uh, bring up next. And I think we're going to stray a little bit away from the paranormal. We're going to go to one of one of my favorite things: conspiracy theories. This is your wheelhouse. This 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 really is. And um, not in my element now. No, I'm I'm sure you'll come up with something. Um, we're going to doctor up our own conspiracy theories. I think mine's excellent. Yep. I, and uh, Zach has a really good one. I'm going to try to think of one. And we're just going to try to show how using disconnect like connecting unrelated things can quickly turn anything into a conspiracy theory with false logic <sighs> all it has to have is some sort of like highfalutin logic and people will believe it and that's what we're going to try to prove so get ready it's going to be fun till next time everybody paranormal a to z is written and produced by zach shanes and austin sashko everything you just heard may or may not be a heavy breathing raccoon behind a wall the opening theme is Ascension by Rule by Reason. We have expanded. You can now find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, and iTunes. So just search Paranormal A to Z, and then you are ours. Oh, I mean, you will find our podcast. Nothing else, we promise. For paranormal updates, articles, and general awareness, follow us on Twitter at Paranormal A to Z. You know what makes this show possible and allows us to see faintly cast shadows across our kitchen doors? You, the unexplained wonder of weirdness. Thank you for listening and supporting The Strange. And remember, be as normal as paranormal allows. Uh